1: Morning, everyone. Happy Friday to you. It is the 14th of October 2022. Daniel Pedgrew with you for the final time this week on this Friday morning. Plenty to get through as well. I'll tell you what's coming up on the show in a second. We are broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SEN Q693 AM in Queensland, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Phone number, open line 1300-01-1170. Give us a call anytime. Time. You'll get straight on the open line. Happy to chat all things sport with you this morning. Where well, you can always text 0457 736 736. 0457 736 736. That's all ahead of Breakfast with Vossie. We think, and Brandy uh, from 6am, and then for listers through Queensland through SCNQ 693 and SCN 1620am. It'll be Pat and Hills in a couple of hours' time. Yes, Fossey has made his way to Manchester. And now we just have to make sure he can plug everything in and we will find out if he'll be on our, on the air with Brandy in about an hour's time. I have faith in Vossi, though. I have great faith. Uh, one and a half past five coming up on our show. Between now and then, though, uh, we will talk all things rugby league. What a day. Uh, rugby league never sleeps. It's only been a couple of weeks since the grand final. One coach already gone. And we've got a rugby league World Cup only 48 hours away, less than 48 hours away. So we'll talk about that shortly. Cricket as well in about 15 minutes. Jack Clifton, our cricket expert, will join us. T20 World Cup beginning on Sunday. Australia in action again tonight. Another warm-up match against England. We will talk about that as well. And we'll have our football expert, John Gallo, on the line as well. In about half an hour, we'll look at the A-League, the EPL, and we will continue our road to the Football World Cup, which is only just over a month away. So plenty to get through. one one 1170 the open line number. You can text 0457-736-736. It's two past five, two past four in Queensland. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ream. Does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Before we get to what is going to be an exciting weekend on field in the Rugby League World Cup, Uh, this news was coming and it's been coming for quite some time. I know when I was on air 24 hours ago, there was a bit of talk that maybe... Just maybe he could uh, survive, and Des Hasler was willing to work with Anthony Seabold in 2023. But uh, early afternoon yesterday, the news that we'd been expecting uh, Des Hasler left has been sacked basically by the Manly Seagulls. They've made the decision to part ways. Uh, despite Hasler, he did agree to a host of changes for next season. So Manly sack Des Hasler. Um, no confirmation yet on Anthony Seabold, but he is highly tipped to be the new Manly sea Eagles coach. Now, Manly owner Scott Penn and CEO Tony Mestrov confirmed the news on Thursday night via a club statement. So I'll just read this to you because this didn't come out until pretty late on last night. It says, after careful consideration, the board of the Manly Warringah sea Eagles has today unanimously decided that in the best interest of the club, Des Hasler will not be the head coach of the club for NRL season 2023. The board and the club would like to acknowledge Des and his long history with the club as a player and as a coach, enjoying two premierships with the club as a player and taking the club to two more premierships as a coach. We are grateful and appreciative to Des for his dedication to the club, the team, all of its supporters and the sponsors over a long period of time. Des will always remain an icon of the club and an integral part of the club's history. The club is in discussions with Des and his management to try and reach an amicable resolution which is acceptable to the parties. I also want to thank Des who has been a great warrior for Manly for many years and everyone wishes him and his family well for the future. To our Sea Eagles corporate partners, members and supporters – We can assure you that the club is doing everything it can to put in place the foundations for a successful era ahead. The board and management are fully in line with the future, the direction of the club, and we look forward to positive news in the near future. I believe the Seagulls have a strong playing group and a list with depth and talent that can be forged into a successful team to challenge for premiership success. Um, that was the statement put out by the Manly Seagulls about 12 hours ago after the sacking of Des Hasler. Now, we know this has been coming for quite some time, really. Uh, the death now on Des Hasler, rightly or wrongly. And I think public sentiment is very much on Des Hasler's side. And I don't think that's anything against the incoming coach, looks like incoming coach Anthony Siebold. Um I just think ever since the Pride jersey saga of a few months ago, um, they didn't win a game after that. And they had some pretty poor performances, and that can't be sugarcoated. They were pretty poor after that. But that definitely derailed their season. Now, I said earlier on in the week on the show, I don't know whether, even if they had won that game against the Roosters, whether they would have gone on to make the finals, if that would have made a big difference. But it definitely did not help the club at all. But I still think the fact that at that point in time that it was up to Des Hasler and Daily Cherry Evans to front the media without a CEO or a chairman... I, I didn't particularly like that at all. And I know a lot of people agreed uh, and shared that point of view. Um, but not winning another match since then really didn't help Des Hasler. And this fir- this story really first popped up in the first week of the final series. And now Des Hasler gone. Manly fans or just NRL fans, how are you feeling about this? 0457 736, 736 is the text line. Or you can call the open line as per usual. 1300 01 three hundred oh one eleven seventy, And also... The talk has already turned. Now Des Hasler has left Manly. Where is he going to go next? Presuming he would like another coaching role, and you would safely assume he would, what club would he best suit? I saw um, a few people on social media overnight saying the West Tigers would have been great if they didn't commit to five years of Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall. So he won't be going to the Tigers, not at least as a coach. But what about the Dragons, the Knights, the Bulldogs of course have got Cameron Seraldo. Um 0457 736 736 or open line 1300 01 three hundred oh one eleven seventy. If you're a fan of a club that's been struggling over the past year or two, would you take Des Hasler over your current coach? Would you like Des Hasler at the Dragons? Would you like him at the Knights? Would you like him somewhere else? Where will Des Hasler pop up next? You have to sh- safely assume that he will. But where do you think's most likely and would you take him at your club, open line one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 You can send us a text 457 736 736. He was uh, the coach for a long time, between 2004 and 2011, went to the Bulldogs for six years and returned to Manly in 2019. And let's not forget, last year, last season, last year, 2021, he took Manly to a top-four finish and won premierships, of course, in 2008 and 2011. And it might also be a bit of a side effect to all of this is that reported by Channel 9 last night, Tom uh, Drovich has scheduled an emergency meeting with his agent in the wake of the sudden departure of coach Jess Hasler. There'll be a Zoom meeting with his uh, manager, Paul Sutton, on Friday, so today, as he becomes increasingly agitated at the situation unfold- inf- unfolding at the Seagulls. While it is highly unlikely to fall back what out of the club, there is naturally a growing angst about the direction of the club. It comes just a day after Sudden said that Tom and brother Jake felt the club was imploding. As we know, Jake is in England at the moment as part of Australia's World Cup squad. Gee, you would hate to lose Tom Dravojevic because of all of this. I mean, I, I doubt it will happen, but... Wouldn't that be an awful look for badly? Anyway, how are you feeling? Where would you expect, where would you like Des Hasler to pop up next? 0457 736, 736 Or you can also call the open line 1300 01 1170 Rugby League. The gift that keeps on giving uh, but would like to know your thoughts. Nine and a half past five. It's nine and a half past four in Queensland. It's now time for a
0: Rugby League World Cup update.
1: Yeah, Rugby League World Cup getting underway in just under 48 hours time from now. England and Samoa will be that first game. That will kick off at 12.30 a.m. This is Sydney time, so 11.30 p.m. Saturday night, tomorrow night, uh, Queensland time. Uh, all the games, uh, 61 games, all 61 games live on Fox League, and we'll have it covered all here on SEN as well with Vossi over there on the breakfast show and uh, during this show as well. Uh, it gets renamed as of Tuesday, actually, called World Cups in a nutshell. We will still uh, do all our normal stuff, but obviously with the T20 World Cup, the Rugby League World Cup, it will be a lot of attention uh, and the Football World Cup coming up in about a month's time as well. Uh, there will be a lot of attention on the World Cup. Um, so, yeah, England, tomorrow at 12.30 a.m. on Sunday morning. And how important is that game for England. I watched a bit of the Fox League preview show last night with uh, Yvonne Sampson, Greg Alexander, Brayton Astor and Cooper Cronk, and they had John Bateman on. That won't be taking the field on Sunday, early hours of Sunday morning, Saturday in the UK due to the fact he's still serving uh, one more game of that three-match ban he got for knocking out Aiden Caesar. But it was interesting to hear what he had to say. He was basically saying that he is confident, and the England team are confident they can go all the way to the final. There's a lot of question marks, a lot of experts putting question marks on this England team, uh, whether they can go all the way. You'd have to say being on home soil, it would give them... Uh, A lot to play for. I mean, it's a World Cup. There's always a lot to play for. Victor Radley, been a lot of talk about him coming into this side. Uh, I genuinely think he'll be very, very good for them. It'll be interesting to see how they use him. But we know Samoa has a very good side. They've got that Panthers connection. They've got some uh, young and uh, upcoming superstars as well. So this first game on Sunday morning at 12.30 is going to be a vital one, one would imagine. For England, now, clearly, you would assume a 99% chance that England and Samoa will finish top two of their group. That shouldn't be an issue, you wouldn't think. But um, in terms of finishing first in your group and getting what you'd consider the favourable side of the draw when we get to the knockout stages in a couple of weeks' time, England will want to win this match. Well, I can't think of anything better than seeing England in a World Cup final at Old Trafford um, against either Australia or New Zealand, you, you would safely assume. But how good would it be if Samoa or Tonga were there as well? Um, should be an interesting match to kick things off. Uh, sorry, 12.30 a.m. Sunday morning, England and Samoa. Then at 5.30 a.m., the other game, Australia up against Fiji. Now, that'll be a very good game as well. One would expect Australia will win that one. But uh, Fiji will definitely be Australia's, in on paper anyway, definitely be Australia's hardest group game. We know the team Melmaninga named, um, and any player that's not playing in this game on Sunday morning will play across the course of the next couple of games. Uh, but that's at 5.30 a.m. on Sunday morning. And then basically the way it is scheduled uh, just before I give you uh, the rest of some of the other news coming out of the Rugby League World Cup before we take a break. The way the first week is scheduled at least, so as I say, England and tomorrow will be at 12.30am. This is all Sydney time. And then 5.30am will be australia Fiji. And then on Monday morning, early hours of Monday morning, there's three games. Uh, 12.30, Scotland and Italy. 3.00am, Jamaica and Ireland. And then 5.30am, we've got New Zealand up against Lebanon. Then on Tuesday, France will play Greece at 12.30 a.m. And then Wednesday and Thursday, Tonga and Papua New Guinea at 5.30 a.m. So that will be on, well, we're on air, so we'll be right across that. We might even, uh, I think Vossi's calling that one, so we might even have a chat with Vossi before that. And Wales and the Cook Islands on Thursday at 5.30 a.m., as I said, we'll be on air for that one as well. So we all across the Rugby League World Cup here on SEN, on Traders News leading in to the breakfast show. And just speaking of the World Cup before a break, Kangaroos coach Mel Meninga has declared the only player safe in his 17 as Captain James Tedesco. Um However, uh, Greg Alexander and Kuba Cronk believes he might be telling a white line as a plan up his sleeve. Now, we know Meninga has named his team to take on Fiji in Australia's opening clash of the World Cup on the weekend. But he told Fox League yesterday that the majority of the spots in 17 are up for grabs moving forward. He said... No real set 17, James Desco's captain, so that's one player that will definitely get picked. But I'm pretty open to performance over here, not only on the field, but certainly how they behave off it too. Meninga named Ben Hunt at hooker with Harry Grant on the bench following Queensland's blueprint of the one-two punch dummy half. But he said he was uncertain if he will stick with that combination for the entire tournament. It worked at origin level, but I feel that playing against a team like New Zealand would need to go with an all-forward bench. We'll see how people perform, see what happens uh, there. So your thoughts on the Rugby League World Cup? Who's going to win those opening two games? Who are your tips? England and Samoa, and Australia and Fiji. Your thoughts on Des Hasler uh, and the way Manly have handled it and where – is Des Hasley going to pop up next? Open line one 1170 You can text 0457-736-736. After this, we're going to talk cricket with Jack Clifton. It's quarter past five in New South Wales. Quarter past four in Queensland. This is tradies news in a nutshell. Have your Company at nineteen past five oh four five seven seven three six seven three six, or you can call one three hundred oh one eleven seventy one three hundred. 0, one 11, 70 It's 19 and a half past five. So, yes, Des Hasler, what are you thinking about uh, that? And also the Rugby League World Cup beginning at two, uh, early hours of Sunday morning. Uh, we'll talk football, English Premier League, A-League, and all uh, more uh, and con- going to continue our road to the World Cup in a second. Time to talk cricket now uh, with Jack Clifton, who is on the line. Jack, good morning to you. Okay, uh, Jack, are you there? All right, just having a few issues with Jack Clifton's line, so we'll get back to him in just a second. Plenty coming up in terms of cricket as well over the course of the next few days. Uh, We've got Australia up against England tonight, which we're very much looking forward to. That will go into the T20 World Cup beginning on Sunday. Australia's first game in the T20 World Cup, by the way, not for another week, not until uh, next Saturday against New Zealand. Australia up against uh, New Zealand next Saturday uh, at the... CG, I believe that is. And, of course, Australia, the reigning holders of the T20 World Cup. What we might do is we might take another short break and then we'll try and get Jack on the line. Still going to talk football with John Gallo as well. 0457 736 736 or you can call 1300 01 e 1170. Quick break and back with more. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. 21 past five in, Queen, uh, in New South Wales, 21 past four in Queensland. Yeah, nice to have you company on this Friday morning. It's the 14th of October, 2022. Open line uh, 1-300-01-1170 or you can text us on 0457-736-736. Just having a few issues with our phone lines at the moment. I can see Jack Clifton waiting patiently on hold to talk cricket. We're also hoping to talk uh, football, but just a few issues with our phone lines at the moment. But James, our tech man, who is the master of turning things up, off, and on uh, is looking into it immediately. So we'll try and get uh, both Jack and John on before the show finishes. Before 6am, Vossie and Brandy, of course, for breakfast after 6am through SCN 1170am in Sydney. And, of course, SCNQ 693am and SCN 1620am on the Gold Coast until Patton Hills come along at 6am local time for you. So, yeah, have a chat with uh, Jack at Clifton Cricket and John Gallo Football uh, fingers cross very 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 soon uh, asking you this morning on the text line no, 0457 736 736 all that open line 1300 01 1170 your thoughts on the whole Des Hasler situation how the whole thing has been handled from start to finish um, and what club would he be best at next year would it be uh, the, well, it might not be next year but next would it be the St. George Lawara Dragons or a Newcastle Knights and I suppose the other thing uh, with the Des Hasler situation as well, uh, is could he be a coaching director? Uh, instead of a coach at one of these clubs. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 the open line number, or you can send us a text 457 736 736 or uh, one one We'll try and speak to Jack Clifton and also John Gallo uh, shortly at 27 minutes past five. But uh, this is a very, very special time for me. Now, I wasn't sure if this next man would have actually been able to plug the head. Set in and make make it all work, but I believe I'm going to say hello to Andrew Voss. Morning to you, Vossie. Uh, yes, good well morning, done.
2: Daniel, uh, Lieutenant Dan. Yes. The, the moment that I got things plugged in, I wanted to come to you. That yeah. was it. Simple yeah. as that.
1: How was how was the Put flight? O- how was the
2: flight over? Oh. Oh long. Comfortable but mm. but long. Yeah, very long. Very uh tiring and draggy. Everyone knows. But I'm, I'm certainly not about to complain to our listeners about um doing a flight. And it was in business. I I'm oh, not Very, very nice comfortable. <laughs> Mr. Magnuson had me flying first class. I don't know whether there even was on the plane. But um it was uh it was comfortable but long and and feel a little shattered but um but ready to go now that I'm in uh, in Manchester and, and ready to sort of soak up the first weekend you've been touching on it you know the mm. the two big games to start england and samoa and australia leads and then sunday uk time um, monday morning australian time scotland italy jamaica island new zealand lebanon we'll get to see what they all have to offer uh, first up in the world cup
1: and it's a very important game isn't it for england first up i watched a bit of the fox league preview show if they are to lose that it's a hard road for them uh, into those quarterfinals and potentially semi-finals
2: Well, it's huge, not just for England. I think it's huge for the tournament in terms of momentum. um, You know, this is, just to put in the picture, and it's something we'll talk more with Brandy about later in the morning. I mean, this is a big deal. Um, The deal they have over here is with BBC. Mm. So the World Cup is getting more uh, free-to-air exposure than it's ever had. Uh, You know, going into houses where rugby league is not, watched, it's as simple as that, you know it, for all intents and purposes rugby league is a sport played across the north of England in terms of the UK and here they are through the BBC um, not just the main channel like the main channel will be there for the England games but the, the whole tournament is across the spectrum with BBC where viewers are able to access it so I think an England win, there's a lot hinging on it for the tournament being validated to those non-rugby league fans. Uh, they need a successful England for them to, dare I say, Daniel, hop on the bus. Yeah, they, yes. They may not be on the bus now, but they will hop on if they win the first game. They will not be getting on if they lose. That's how big
1: it is. They would definitely hop on uh, the bus. Before I let you go, I think our phone line is back working in a moment, so I have a chat with Jack Clifton. I'm heading over there in, a, in about a month. What's the weather like? Is it getting cold yet or is it still okay? Uh, no, not cold. it was a beautiful
2: day, to be lovely. quite honest, okay. but um, it was fog. I, I sat on the tarmac for an hour mm. sitting in the fog. <laughs> we landed, and and Dad said, I don't think the pilot could find the terminal. <laughs> we landed, and, and we just couldn't find the terminal, so we just sat out on the tarmac for an hour. Uh, the fog was an absolute piece super. The traffic between here and the airport, where you can you know, ride off another hour and a bit of your day. But no no complaints so far. I've covered a World Cup where it rained every single day. Oh, lovely. And I've covered a World Cup where I had only one wet day. So I'm hoping that um, I, I get... The the latter rather than the former.
1: And that first game you're calling for Fox League is Australia-Fiji in a couple of days' time?
2: Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm still <laughs> working that out. It's quite confusing. I arrive here, I'm not really sure. It might be New Zealand versus Lebanon, Daniel. Oh, oh, so okay. I'll be definitely, I'm definitely going. I'll, I'll be in Newcastle. Mm. We'll talk more about that in the breakfast show, but off to Newcastle for the for the uh, launch of the whole tournament, mm. the gala dinner, and then maybe stick around and see the first half of uh, Samoa, England, and then get on to Australia lead. So all to be revealed.
1: Very, very busy schedule. Thank you, Vossi. You'll be along with Brandy, who had no faith in you, but I always had faith, yeah. um, and you'll be on Thank you, with with Brandy Thank you. in about half an hour. Enjoy the UK. We'll speak again soon. Thank you, Albin. Andrew Voss, live from the UK. I always knew he was going again. Uh, his technical issues sorted and he's ready to go. And Brandy will join him in about a half an hour's time. Meantime, our phone lines, I believe, are fixed. And Jack Clifton is on the line to talk all things cricket. Morning to you, Jack.
0: Morning, Dan. How are you doing, mate? Uh,
1: Yes, very well. Apologies for that slight technical issue. We were just talking to Vossi then, who's made his way to the UK for the Rugby League World Cup. That begins this weekend. But the T20 World Cup also beginning this weekend. Although Australia, as I mentioned before the break, their first match not actually until next weekend.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's um, Yeah, the, the tournament getting going now. And I guess we'll see some of the... The lesser-known nations, but still some really quality sides, in the likes of Sri Lanka and Zimbabwe and Ireland, um, all being involved. In I guess you could probably uh, talk about the preliminary rounds to to, to to make it through to the. The latter part of the competition so yeah still so, wouldn't say cooling their heels obviously a, a disappointing eight run defeat against england in the first two um t20 internationals meant they're down 2-0 but sure that they're appreciating the practice and um and getting so much practice against the good england side is it's, it's going to be a confidence boost for them as they uh they head down to the nation's capital or stay in the nation's capital um tonight for, for that third t20 international and Probably
1: pretty much their final hit out. Yeah, what did you make of Australia's loss on Wednesday? Again, a lot of talk surrounding both Aaron Finch and Glenn Maxwell. I know, Jack, when we spoke last week about the situation where they are just warm up matches, it's, it's kind of hard to read a lot into it, but, you know, we're only a week away from Australia playing their first game against New Zealand. How do you see this one? What do you read into the match on Wednesday and how much will you take out of the match tonight, win or lose?
0: Yeah, I don't think they'll be too concerned. I think they've, they haven't been blown out. I think if they'd been losing games by 90 or 100 runs in those first two um, T20s, maybe there would have been a, a bit of cause for concern. I think there probably is a bit of cause for concern in terms of Aaron Finch. We, we know what happened with him um, giving up the reins to, to the 50-over the um, Australian international side and obviously form has been a big issue for him. Um, and In these kind of tournaments, you can't really hide anyone anywhere, yet you need everyone contributing. So I would say that's a, that's a concerning factor um, and it looks as if unless something turns around, they, they probably are going to be carrying Aaron Finch through the majority of this uh, this tournament. Glenn Maxwell, I think he'll bounce back. He's a champion player, and wouldn't be surprised if he in the early um, early matches he is able to, to knock a few over the boundary and, and really contribute to a potential um, Australian win. In regards to their performances um, against him against the English, I, I don't think they'd be too worried. Um, I think yeah, any time you can get match practice um, against a quality side, you take it. Um, and, and and both games, I think they've they played well in patches. Um, Eight runs is is, is not uh, is not a big um, a big margin um, to to lose to in, in in a T20 game, and they had England on the ropes at, at times in that uh, in that game um, when when England were batting. If it wasn't for for Milan um, making a quick fire eighty-two and, and Moenali's and forty-four, they could have been chasing a lot less, but I'm sure they would have taken some lessons, Dan, from, from those performances in the first T20, T20s, and I'm sure they're, they're pretty keen to to, uh, to get, get a victory back tonight and get a bit of confidence heading into the match against New Zealand next week.
1: I'm going to get you in a second just to talk us through what we're expecting in the first few days once the T20 tournament gets underway on Sunday, but just before that there's been a bit of talk surrounding Dave Warner, and this is a story of similar to the Tess has a story that's just been bubbling along for the past mm. uh, month, or well, even two months. What do we think about the potential of his leadership ban being overturned would you have an issue with it because it's funny jack whenever i open the phone lines or the text line and when this story was in the news about a month ago it really does defy public opinion mm. what, what's your thoughts on it
0: yeah, I, I don't think he should have. Or, uh, I'm happy for them to over, overturn the ban, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be giving any leadership um, responsibilities to David Warner. Um, yeah, I, I, I think even at his age, um, I, I think there's other there's other younger members, whether that's part of the the T20 side, the the ODI side, or, or the test format, that um, can can get some leadership capabilities at a younger age more so than David Warner, I think. Yeah, I'm not going to go into all of the mess that happened over in South Africa in in 2018, but uh, yeah, I believe that he was kind of at the centre of that, um, and and I think yeah, what the, the the best indication of of future behaviour is past behaviour. We've kind of seen him have run-ins with with a lot of people, and I guess you probably just need to ask opposition fans what they think of David Warner. There's not not a whole lot of respect there, so I, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be handing the reins. I'm not saying that he would necessarily be captain, but I wouldn't be um, you giving him the reins to be a vice captain or, or even and um a uh um, one of those senior members of the side that, that has uh, big uh, has big influence. Wonderful player, wonderful batsman, but I think he's just one of those players that um, yeah shouldn't be um, in in those uh, those kind of positions moving forward.
1: Yeah, thoughts on that. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Just before I let you go, and we will talk more uh, next week when you have more time, especially ahead of Australia's first actual game of the World Cup. Just uh, the first few games, the first few days. It all kicks off on Sunday uh, with Sri Lanka up against them. Mm-hmm so it's kind of the minnow not not the Sri Lanka or minnow nation but there's a lot of minnow nations playing in these first opening days isn't there
0: yeah there is so yeah for those that that are unaware there is um yeah the the I guess the first round where we have groups a and b and the top two teams from each pool um advance to um to to the latter parts of of the competition so uh, Sri Lanka I think are one of those sides that are that are odds on you've also got the likes of of islands, Zimbabwe, the Netherlands, the West Indies, as well. So, um, yeah, it's going to be uh, intriguing to see how that all pans out. But I think it's a it's a nice lead-in to, to the competition. It's something unique. It's very different to, uh, say, the the soccer World Cup, where you've kind of got everyone, all the thirty-two teams, pulled in together at the the opening stage. Um, it, it probably gives an advantage to a side like a Sri Lanka and Islander or Zimbabwe or West Indies if they were to get through, because. They've had a chance to play two or three games under the belt as well as all the practice matches before you head into the competition, the competition proper. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, keep a, I'll keep an eye on Sri Lanka. They can be a bit of a dark horse. They, of course, won the 50 the of World Cup uh, 25 years ago, back in 1996, and they do have some powerful stroke makers at the top of the order. Bowling's probably a bit of a concern, but, um, yeah, if, if they... If as you know, Dan, with sport, it's all about momentum, and, yeah. and you get a bit of confidence. You get a bit of momentum, and, and you can get going. So, I, I'm really keen to see how it, how it pans out. And I think it's exciting for cricket fans as well to see some of the these associate nations get a chance to to prove themselves on the top stage and um, uh, on the bigger stage, and also some of their players maybe potentially um, auditioning for the contracts with IPL with teams and, and the Big Bash and, and different T20 competitions that are happening around the world.
1: Really looking forward to it beginning, and we're going to be chatting a lot over the next uh, few weeks before I head off uh, with the T20 World Cup well underway by then. We will chat again next Friday. We'll have a look at what's happened in that first week and look ahead to Australia's first uh, match against New Zealand across the course of next weekend. Jack, great stuff, mate. Thanks for putting up with some of the technical issues as well, and we'll chat again next week.
0: No worries, Dan. You have a good one.
1: Thanks, mate. Jack lifted our cricket commentator, and we will spend more time with him uh, next week. Uh, And then we do that for Makita. This season, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors break, and then we'll talk all things football with John Gallo. It is 21 to 6 in New South Wales, 21 to 5 in Queensland have your company. We'll talk football in a second. For Kennard's Kenard, hire, they make your job easy. Chookman on the text says, poor Desi, uh, there's, there, there has got to be an investigation. Somebody has to be accountable for this. Thank you, Chookman. Great start to the day. Keep them coming in 0457 736 736 or the open line one 300 one Time to do this. Here's the latest from the 2022 FIFA
3: Football World Cup.
1: Yeah, well, kind of. We're going to continue our road to the World Cup. John Gallup is on the line. Morning to you, John.
3: Morning Dan,
1: how are we? Uh yes, very well. Another a very good morning here on Trade's News. Now, I should just explain to listeners as well before we uh, get into all things football. I'm going to talk A-League and EPL in a second as well. I should just make mention that as of next Tuesday, uh, and Manny Cox mentioned this when I spoke to him on Wednesday, but as of next Tuesday, uh, I'm here for another 3-4 weeks, so uh, it will be called world cups in a nutshell because of the rugby league world cup, the T20 world cup, the football world cup will be getting closer as well. So we will still look at the other sport going on, but, of course, a lot of our attention on the World Cups. And, John, speaking of the World Cups, uh, we've got a very exciting time. We've still got a lot of teams to get through in our route to the World Cup. We are halfway, though, through Group F, Morocco and Croatia. We've already done Belgium, Canada. Just a quick thought on both of those two teams, starting with Morocco. Morocco.
3: Yeah, um, Morocco, a little bit unknown factor about them. Probably the, one of the key players in this team is Hakim Zayic, who plays at uh, Chelsea. Um, dangerous player up front for them. I suppose the unknown factor about Morocco a little bit will we'll hopefully play in their cards. Um, I think they're going to be a really all-out attacking side, very, very quick across the ground run for the full 90 minutes, no problem at all. Um, so they've got some, some real positives to add. Obviously, it be interesting to see how they, they go about defending. Um, and they're in a tough group. obviously, when, when you look at the fact they've got Croatia alongside them as well as Belgium. Uh, but it would be interesting to see
1: how they go, Morocco. Yeah, and Croatia. Uh, you'd expect them to finish top two, you would think, maybe? Yeah, they had a good World Cup qualify, you know, qualifying campaign,
3: they came top of that. They're currently the top of the UEFA Nations League group as well, so they had a good preparation leading into the World Cup, obviously some big names, Luka Modric, the standout player for them, um, Mario Parasic as well, um, Kovacic in that midfield, so some real creative players and, and that tacky flair to go alongside it. Defensively will be the key for Croatia as well, I think, to just you know remain strong throughout the group uh, campaign. And then obviously see how they go afterwards. I do favour them to to get through this group stage, um, you know, alongside alongside Belgium for, for this group.
1: Out of those four teams, Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia, you pick uh, Belgium and Croatia to go through. That's right. Yeah, Belgium and Croatia. I think in that order as well. Okay, going to be interesting to see. We've got. Eight teams to go on our road to the World Cup. So what we might do is actually do that on a Tuesday and a Friday. A bit of an on-air production meeting here, John, uh, over the next couple of weeks uh, as we build up to the Football World Cup, which quite scary to say. It's only a month away. It's just over a month away. It's four or five weeks away. It's come around very quickly, hasn't it? Yeah, it's coming around
3: really quickly. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get some more goofs about them between now and then. And, uh, yeah, see you. Pretty fantastic World Cup I, uh, can't wait
1: for it yeah and once we before I uh, finish up and uh, head over to the UK I'll get your predictions your bold predictions for the Football World Cup um, and see who you think will be winning it but save that we'll do that in a few weeks time uh, now uh, A League this weekend as I said when we spoke on uh, Tuesday really enjoyed that Sydney FC Melbourne victory match the other night now obviously disappointing uh, for Sydney fans that Sydney FC didn't win but I thought the first round of the A League all up was very entertaining just some of the key games this weekend for our listing area. Brisbane Roar will play tonight. They'll open the round against Melbourne City. That'll be at seven forty-five tonight. The Western Sydney Wanderers they're in action tomorrow at seven forty-five p.m. in Melbourne as well, actually against Melbourne Victory. Uh, Macarthur will play Adelaide United Sunday afternoon at three p.m. But John, how do you see West? Uh, how do you see Sydney FC bouncing back? They're their final game of the round. Uh, they will play in Melbourne as well against Western United. This is Sunday early evening at 5pm.
3: Yeah, both these teams started with a loss last weekend and obviously West United being the, the reigning champions from last year will want to quickly bounce back as will Sydney FC to try and leave some of that, that pressure from uh, coach Steve Corica. Um, so it's a vital three points really when you put that, all that in, into the equation and weigh it all up. I think it's going to be an important game for both teams. We we'll want to get to winning ways fairly quickly to take some of the pressure off and uh, I think, you know, it's difficult to see who's, who's you know, the slight favourite out of the two teams. Perhaps you might lean in favour you know, Western United, given that they're at home. It'd be a difficult place for uh, for Sydney to travel to. So I am favouring Western United, just edging out Sydney and one.
1: All right, let's turn our attention to the English Premier League. Lots to look forward to. It begins early hours tomorrow morning. I love an early Saturday game. Get you into the weekend of another big weekend of uh, sport. Brentford will host uh, Brighton. And Brighton, despite their loss to Tottenham, has started the season off very nicely. Yeah, in seventh spot,
3: seventh v eleventh. Um, you know, Brentford will be looking to get themselves back on track after the loss last week, as will Brighton. Um, so, yeah, it would be very interesting to see these two teams going hammer and tongs at it. I do favour. Brighton for
1: this one. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how. Look, I, I watched that Brighton-Tottenham game and I thought it, look, it was one of the matches of the weekend. Um, and Brighton, as I said to you on Tuesday, John, had many, many chances. And look, uh, Brentford doing well this season too. Uh, now, interesting match. Uh, first one tomorrow night at 10.30pm. This is all Sydney time, by the way. Leicester City hosts Crystal Palace. Leicester uh, haven't been great this year, but it has to be said Crystal Palace haven't really set the world on fire either despite their win over Leeds the other morning.
3: Yeah, and uh, you know they got the first win, after about four or five games for Palace, so they'll come into this game with a whole lot of confidence. Uh, I think with Leicester, with a loss last week, um, you know they've crashed back down to earth again after their win the week before that, and. Yeah, they're sitting right in 20th spot, the bottom last of the the Premier League ladder. A lot of pressure on Brendan Rodgers, and I think that pressure will continue. I think Palace will continue to get the three points here. I think they'll be just far too good, and I think it'll be interesting to see whether Brendan Rodgers will last the uh, the rest of the week, to be honest. I think the board will be having a serious conversation after this game, so um, we'll have to wait and see.
1: Host of matches on Sunday morning, early hours at 1am. Wolves will play Nottingham Forest.
3: Yeah, both these teams are you know, going at it uh, from a perspective of being bottom of the table relegation battle almost at play here so I think vital three points for both these sides will be a huge difference for them going forward if they can pick up the win whoever it may be um, I, I am slightly going in favour of Wolves I just think the way the pressure on Forest coach Steve Cooper at the moment is, uh, is mounting every week so I think that pressure may take its toll and as a caretaker coach taking over the Wolves job sometimes you get a bit of luck in the green go your way we've seen that with Bournemouth We've seen that many times before in the past. So maybe it's really good for the caretaker manager to put things together. And uh, I think early days for him, he might be able to get at least a draw, maybe the three points against this uh, struggling Forest outfit.
1: We had a chat with Vossi earlier on on the show who has made his way to the UK. And it's well known he's back on the Bournemouth. butts there's already a text in for Vossi and Brownie that I'll let them read. Uh, but basically asking uh, Vossi if he's going to be going to a Bournemouth game because he is such a big Bournemouth fan. Uh, they will take on Fulham on Sunday morning.
3: Yeah, this will be a cracking game to see. I mean, obviously, Fulham have had two losses in a row this season. The first two losses in the last couple of weeks, believe it or not, they've been fantastic form early doors. Eighth versus ninth, Bournemouth have turned things around. They've been undefeated in the last five games. Um, So really good test, both these sides, to see exactly where they're at. I'm, I'm hard to lean against which side. I mean, both these sides are in form in some way. I'm slightly leaning towards Bournemouth, given they've been unbeaten for five games in a row. I think they're just in really hot form at the moment. I think with the last two losses from Fulham, I think they're starting to slightly have a bit of a dip in their season. So, um, yeah, I'm going to favour Bournemouth here.
1: Might just get you, and I reckon Vossi will get to a Bournemouth game in his what, six weeks in the UK. Uh, Now I can see him coming back with a Bournemouth flag, actually. Now, I might just get you quick tips on some of these games because I want to get uh, to the last game of the weekend before uh, we run out of time. So just some quick tips here. Tottenham-Everton at 3.30 Sunday morning.
3: Spurs. I'm going with Spurs in this one. I think they'll continue their good form.
1: Monday morning at midnight, Southampton will host West Ham.
3: Going to the Hammers here. Southampton have been in some struggling form. I think that will continue this season.
1: At Man United, at Old Trafford against Newcastle, also at midnight Monday morning.
3: I'm going to back Newcastle here. I Whoop. think Newcastle will get their three points. they have been in good form. I think United... Yeah, I've been a little bit inconsistent. I haven't been too impressed with them this season, so I think Newcastle may get all three points.
1: Leeds United against Arsenal. You expect Arsenal to continue their winning run?
3: Yeah, 2-3-0, no, I can see it, for, for Arsenal.
1: Um, As Villa host Chelsea, also midnight, uh, Monday morning.
3: Yeah, Villa's struggling at the moment, just sitting out of the relegation zone. Stephen Gerrard's been putting on a lot of pressure. I think that will continue after this weekend, I'm afraid. I think Graham Potter's men will be uh, far, far too good for Aston Villa.
1: And we've got about 90 seconds on this one. This is an interesting one. Liverpool will host Man City Monday morning at 2.30am. Now, we know Liverpool haven't started the Premier League off very well, sitting in about 10th position, but they did get seven goals yesterday in the Champions League. Do you think that'll help their confidence at all coming into this game against Man City? Yeah, in some way. I
3: just think Man is Different beast altogether, really. Um, probably one of the most informed sides in, in world football. Probably, in, certainly all over Europe. I just can't see how Liverpool are going to really trouble uh, Man City. To be honest, in the form they're in, Haaland is just far, far too good at the moment. So is Phil Foden, and Gündogan, uh, Jack Grealish as well. On top of that, Kevin De Bruyne. It just, it, I think it's just going to be too much for Liverpool. I think they, even though they're at home, I do favour the fact that. He's just been far, far too good for him recently. And mm. Liverpool's confidence looks really rocked at the moment. We saw that in the post-game interview with uh, with Jürgen Klopp. He just really seemed down and out, to be honest. He seemed fairly uh, really without any real answers to some of the questions. He was scratching his head like some of us are, are looking at Liverpool's form as well and just thinking, what the hell's gone wrong this season? Salah's just far off the pace. Firmino's well off it. Van Dijk is well off it. I just think uh, the class between the two sides is going to be too big. And I think City at least 2 or 3 nil here uh, for, for them, I think.
1: Yeah, OK. Uh, disappointing result if that does happen for Liverpool, of course. John, great stuff as per usual. We will speak on Tuesday to wrap up the A-League, the English Premier League, and we'll continue our road to the Football World Cup as well. Have a wonderful weekend. You too, mate. Look after yourself and we'll talk soon. Yes, we'll talk very soon. John Gallo talking all things football. Uh, let's finish off with a text from the Yeovil Treman. In terms of the Rugby League World Cup, he says, Hi, Dan. Agree that England making the final at Old Trafford would be a good outcome for the success of the tournament, but with Samara a, a clear favourite uh, with the bookies uh, this weekend, it's going to be a challenging start. That from the Yeovil Treman. Yeah, first game of the World Cup, as Vossi mentioned earlier as well. England-Samara 12. 12 30 a.m on Sunday morning that is Sydney time 11:30 30 p.m Queensland time looking forward to it all the Everest of course this weekend Caulfield Cup we haven't even got around to mentioning that big crowds at both so big weekend of racing as well and A-League and NBL continues as well that's it from me this week Vossi from Manchester Brandy coming up as well uh just in Sydney, just in the studio, uh, for breakfast after 6 a.m. through SEN 1170 a.m. Our Queensland stations, you'll get the first hour and then you'll be followed with Pat and Heels from 6 a.m. local time. Thanks for your company. News next, then breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. I'll see you Monday, uh, Tuesday morning from 5 a.m. We've got the NFL on Monday. Have a great weekend. Sometimes
3: needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why Tire Power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91 When making the double
0: chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. ba da ba Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.